Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget, as per usual, we always post every book that we talk about on our blog, and that's found at libraryoverload.home.blog. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are Library Overload there. Okay, I know the thing that we shouldn't say that starts with an E, but I am very... Oh my goodness. Exuberant. <gasps> there we go. Ju- jubil- Jubilant? No, that's not a word. <laughs> yes, it is. Jubilation or something. Jubilant is also a word. Okay, it just sounds ridiculous coming <laughs> out of my mouth then. <laughs> Fun times. So we have a friend in the studio with us today. Yes, we have a guest of the podcast. <laughs> Her name is Portia. She has four legs. Is she so fluffy? Yes. <laughs> My so, uh, husband and I adopted a rescue yesterday. So she is brand new to the house and she's gorgeous. And I'll probably post pictures on Insta. Yes. Um, she's an all-white Akita. And And she's so pretty. Yes, we're very excited, but she's very concerned about all of the equipment. And she's already tripped over the mic. If you hear a crash, (laughs) that's what's happening. Don't worry about it. You know, she's in the studio hanging out with us today. But we love her. Yeah, she's my baby. (laughs) Okay, today is all about the foods. Yes. As it should be. Yes. Because this is week of food in America. We have been looking forward to this episode for a long time. I know way, way back when our first episodes were coming out in January, February, Mm -hmm. and we were planning the year. We didn't have much planned out, but we knew (laughs) in November we were doing a food episode. Yes. And we have both been not so patiently waiting to get to this episode. I had stuff picked out ready to go. I didn't have stuff picked out. I had a kind of vague notion of what I wanted to do, but then I trimmed it down and I got some really good stuff. I actually went way off the radar and oh, wow. did, st- I only kept one thing. Everything else is new. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, awesome. I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm very excited to talk about them. All right. Well, let's get rolling. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you sure. want me to? The first book I'm going to talk about is one that you gave me and you recommended to me, and that's Save Me the Plums by Ruth Reichel. Is it Reichel? That's the way she pronounced it in the The audio book. Then that's what we're going to go with, because in my head it was Reichel. Oh. So Reichel it is. Well, that's what we're going to go with then. Beautiful. Um, So, it was really cute. I gave it four stars, and... This is her, she's a food critic, and she has Garlic and Sapphires, which is her first memoir, and this is a follow-up for the years that she was the editor-in-chief of Gourmet Magazine, Mm -hmm. and the magazine closed down in 2009 when she was still editor-in-chief, but I thought this was really cool. It started in 1941, and there were only five editors that whole time. Huh. And she was one of them. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. And two of them were female. So nice. if you think about the longevity of that magazine and how only five people were the editor of right. it. And two of them were female. Like, that's just really cool. No, that's, that's a big odds. deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it was really fun. It was kind of what the trials and tribulations of running a food magazine, the mm. ups and downs of changing publishers, of, you know the comings and goings of different people throughout the magazine but it was also about the test kitchen and how they tested recipes that's cool and how things got narrowed down so there were recipes sprinkled throughout the book nice yes um some of them were a little bougie i'm not gonna lie sure so i made some of the little cheddar and green onion uh, biscuits Mm -hmm. except i super duper cheated Because I did not have stone ground cornmeal readily Uh, available. You don't? No. I always have it in my pantry. (laughs) Do you know those Ina Garten memes? (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> That's what I was thinking of the whole time I was reading her recipes. <laughs> if you don't have orphan tears, store bought is fine. Right, yeah. So they didn't, obviously, they, they tasted okay. But um, I'm sure it was because you didn't have stone ground cornmeal. I I even went further than that. This uh, country girl bought Bisquick. (laughs) God. But they tasted really good. I I did have the uh, coarsely grated cheddar cheese and the green onions. And I got European butter to like a... So fancy. Yes. I love it. Fancy gal. Fancy gal. Um, But there were a couple things in there that were really cool. She became editor, um, and she was editor when 9-11 happened. Oh, was it based in New York? Yes. They're oh, in, they're in okay. New York. So Tell me more. She, um, they were all at the office when 9-11 happened, and so she kind of told about the chaos of that. She told about how her husband went to pick up her son, and he just collected a couple of other kids that their parents weren't there yet, and... and so they took them out to outside the city. They got to get out of the city and all that. But then a couple days later, she was like, you know what? Gourmet has all those massive kitchens. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back and cook food for the responders. Love. So she sent out a message to like all of the people in the food industry, chefs and everybody that wanted to come to the kitchen and cook. And they made chili for the first responders while they were and. It was just really a pretty cool moment. That touches my soul. It really does me I too. Know. <laughs> I know. I kind of got a little chill. I know I did too. <laughs> Y'all know I cry. Yeah. Oh, that was so um, sweet. Yeah. But she was like, you know, I, I want to do something. And then she's like, we have all those kitchens. Yeah. So let's just go do this. And it was really cool. That's really cool. She also had some interesting insights on being a working mother. Okay. But I thought were really cool. Um, so, so that's something that you can definitely check out. But one thing that she mentioned about her son is something that I think is relevant for me because we have a teenager in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's like kids need you to be here so they can ignore you. But they need, yes. they need the security of you being here. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Yeah. Like just saying, well, they're just going to ignore me anyway, so I'm not going to be at home. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not really the same. They need you to be around so yeah. they have the choice to ignore you if they want to. Absolutely. And I, I thought that was just really, for someone that has a teenager in the house, that was really relevant. Yeah. Um, so I no, there that. have been entire evenings that I have been over here and I'm like, oh, she's here? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's definitely in her, her hermit crab phase sure. of being a teenager. I understand. Um, we all went through that. Mm-hmm. But Bedroom I just, looks like a hovel. Yeah. But I just thought that that was really really relevant because and she has a whole discussion because when she took over her son was nine at the time and he was really upset with her being a food critic because she was never at home for dinner like she dined out all the time so she's she didn't really think she had the skills to be the editor-in-chief at gourmet because all she had done was a food critic she didn't run a magazine but her son wanted her home for dinner and so she's like this is a way i can do it that's cool she took that opportunity yeah Lots of fun. Well, I read another one of hers. I read her one fiction that she has called Delicious! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yes. It's very excited. And she she wrote this in 2014-ish, somewhere like not long after. Apparently she wrote it after it. So this follows Billy. Billy has moved to New York City to work as a editor-in-chief of Delicious Magazine. She, um, she works as his assistant. Oh, that's cool. So she um, kind of runs away from home after a traumatic experience and leaves college, leaves everything behind to move here. It was like you said, it had some bougie to it that I was like, guys, could we not? Stone like, brown cornmeal. No, like this girl apparently had the perfect palate. She could take a taste of something and tell you everything that was in this dish. And I was like, girl, please. <laughs> I mean, you, I feel you... like I have a sophisticated palate. So that's why I'm so picky. Sure. So <laughs> she, um, she works at Gourmet Magazine and she's not there for very long when the publishers decide that they are closing Delicious 
magazine. So it's loosely based on real life. Yes. However, <laughs> this is where it kind of veers. Mm-hmm. So Delicious has, from its start, has had the Delicious Guarantee. Mm-hmm. So if you make a recipe that is out of their magazine and it doesn't turn out, feel free to write, call in, and if uh, we'll go over the recipe with you. And if you have made this the correct way and it did not turn out right, send us the receipts for your uh, ingredients that you purchased and we will gladly give you your money back. Interesting. So that puts a lot of trust in the readers to do it right. Well, that's why you have to write or call and they'll go through it step by step with you. And sometimes it was like this crazy old lady would call and be like, I made this recipe and it was atrocious. And they would be like, okay, um, did you use organic eggs? And she was like, no, I don't have eggs. I used powdered eggs. (laughs) So it was like, well... There, there's what went wrong. There are powdered eggs. Apparently. I don't know. Um, I have lots of questions. I don't know. I mean, I don't have fancy bougie cornmeal, but I got some real eggs. Right? <laughs> um, so it was just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when the magazine closes, the publishers decide that they do want to still honor the delicious guarantee. So they ask Billy to stay behind in this empty building and still answer phones and um, respond to letters for people pursuing the delicious guarantee. Interesting. So when she stays, she ends up like finding these hidden letters that a girl from the 1940s was writing the editor in chief of the magazine. And he kept them all these years. That's awesome. And she kind of reads everything she wrote to him and gets to the point where she feels like she needs to follow up with this woman. What happened to her? Her father was in the war. What happened to him? Did he ever come home? And it's just this thing that she has to pursue. And so that's kind of, it helps her work through the trauma that she's been through recently. It helps her work through well, you loved cooking. You used to cook. What happened? Why do you not anymore? Uh, what are you going to do with this perfect palette you have? Like, so it was just, it was interesting. It was a little extra. I got gotcha. A little bit, a little bit pretentious. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little pretension never hurt anybody. And I appreciate pretension a whole lot mm-hmm. in doses. Right. This was a little much. Yeah. But um, she spent so much time in this awesome family-owned cheese shop where they made their own cheese or had cheese imported from Italy. And it was just, that was really neat. And it was just, that was really cool. Like, I loved hearing about all the recipes and Mm -hmm. stuff. So it was, it was pretty neat. That sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. This is food related. Okay. But it's definitely different. Okay. So this is The Particular Sadness of Lemon Cake. I saw that you were reading that. And that is by Amy Bender. And it has an adorable little chocolate and golden cake on the front, which is lemon. But I made one. Lemon and chocolate? Yeah, I made one, but I just made a golden cake. You just made a yellow cake? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't really like lemon. I like lemon, but I don't think I'd like it with chocolate. Yeah. I've done lemon cakes before, but I just did a white icing with it. And it was nummy. It was the the wedding day of uh, Prince Harry. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I made their wedding cake for me. Nice. (laughs) That is amazing. I'm such a nerd. Yes. It's okay, though. We still love you. That's fine. But before I get into this one, I originally gave it four stars. Oh. And then I went back and adjusted it to three stars. <gasps> Talk me through this decision. Yes. Well, it was just, it was, I guess I just didn't like the way it ended. Okay. So maybe that's why. Like at first I was like, oh yeah, that was really good. And then I got to thinking it about simmered. it. And I was like, hmm. It's kind of, I just kind of didn't do what I wanted it to do. I gotcha. But it is about Rose. And at the age of nine, her mom has made her, it's um, the day before her birthday, and her mom's made her lemon cake, her favorite lemon cake that she likes. But all of a sudden, she can taste the emotions of the people who's made her food. Oh, goodness. So she f- tastes how sad her mom is in the lemon cake at nine years old and she never gets rid of this so she the story grows up with her 
and it's about her trying to navigate a world and where she's learning things about people that she doesn't want to know. Gotcha. Um, how food becomes kind of a dangerous thing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, like one day she accidentally took a bite of her brother's toast and it was like he was in such a weird dark place and now she's worried about her brother, oh. you know. And um, it, it's even to like store-bought food. She can tell you oh. the state the tomatoes were from, where the factory was, like all of that. That's crazy. Yes. And as we grow up with her in her ability mm-hmm. um, and we learn all of these secrets that her family has mm. that she didn't know were there. Um, and it, it's just really, it's a really interesting concept. Okay. I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, I just didn't love the way it ended. Okay. I think that's just... It ended like real life. Mm. And that's not what I that's want. That's not your thing. Yeah. And that's the same problem I had with our buddy read. Like, I just... I want to read to escape real life. Sure. And having already suspended reality for the fact that she can taste emotions, I thought you should give me a little bit more of a happy ending than that. Sure. But it wasn't terrible. Um, I won't read it again, but I definitely think it's a good read. Okay. So. All right. You guys should check it out. Okay. The next one I picked up was actually a new book, also new to me. I didn't know it existed, but this was Rachel Ray 50, Memories and Meals from a Sweet and Savory Life. I love Rachel Ray. I like her too. I I haven't spent any time with her in many years. I had several of her cookbooks, though, in my early 20s. I have several. Yeah. I... But yeah, I haven't kept up with her. I didn't even realize that she turned 50 last yes. year. She does not look out of the mind. I know. Like, I feel like, yes, she's been around for forever, but in no way does that make her 50. No. Like, so when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, number one, she's 50. But number two, like, I can't, I can't believe that. So, um, So this was really neat. So what she did was she would write an essay. So it started growing up her, her mother, her grandfather, um, and it kind of followed her life. Oh, that would be really interesting. It was really interesting. So it was 25 essays and then she would give you several recipes that went with that time in her life. So in the beginning, it was her grandfather's favorite recipes from Italy. And then um, maybe specifically Sicily, I believe, which made me laugh because Sophia from Golden Girls is from Sicily. Yes. And I just was like, I wonder if he knew her. (laughs) Sophia (laughs) Petrillo. Yes, he absolutely knew Sophia. Yes. Picture it. Sicily. (laughs) I loved it. I'm glad I could help. (laughs) Okay. So, like I said, she kind of started in childhood. She lived, she had quite the idyllic childhood. Like, upstate New York, Mm -hmm. her grandfather was first generation um, immigrant. Immigrant. Thank you. God. First generation immigrant from Sicily. He had 10 children. They all were raised on this beautiful lake, right, in upstate New York, absolutely beautiful her mother was wonderful but she worked long hard hours she owned several restaurants up there like it was just all just wonderful she spent her entire life cooking working in in kitchens cleaning dishes all of that so that was really really neat and then she did several recipes regarding that time in her life oh, that's fun but what i liked about this this book was she gave you recipes to follow, but these were not 30-minute dinners. No. These were like her, I do this for my friends. Oh, I cool. made this meal for my very first date with my now husband. Aww. Like it was just, this is like Sunday sauce that you simmer all day. This was like That's her awesome. extra. Because she usually does the, yeah. the Super simple. user-friendly ones. Yes. This was her being fully herself and awesome. being like, I like easy 
like easy to navigate quick meals but also I love food and I love Mm -hmm. all of this so it was just her like at the like epicness of her That's like awesome. it was just it was no really holding cool. back yes it was That's really amazing. cool she talked about how she and her husband spent some time in austin texas which is kind of a big big city in texas mm-hmm. how it's there it's blo- uh, blooming they fell in love with austin so they ended up starting this huge festival there oh, where it's food and it's music they'll have crap loads of different artists play every single year and she's said from the very beginning whoever gets in line gets food no matter what lines will be literally a mile long and every single person gets food that they were in line for i don't know if i like food that much (laughs) i love food i love food but to wait in line for a mile i know but it's just when you're when you're going to a festival like that like you're yeah. in it like you know that it's gonna be yes. like that it's kind of like that. people that either love black friday shopping or hate it i don't like it i love it <laughs> this is not a surprise so yeah it's just you know that it's gonna be bad you know it's gonna be terrible but you when knowing this you go into it anyway yes. so it's really neat she she talks about how she got started which was interesting to me she came out of nowhere she for me the hojo she started on local TV in upstate New York. Oh, that's cool. And then had recipe books in supermarkets up there. That's cool. And somehow someone was like, hey, would you mind uh, filling in on the Today Show? And got on there. And it just kind of like snowballed. Cool. Yeah. And so it was just really neat to see how she worked her ass off for very long, mm-hmm. very long time before anybody knew her name outside of upstate New York. Yes. So that was really cool. I love her talk show. It's so much fun. I've never watched her talk show because I've never, like, I've, I've never seen it during the day. Yeah. Like, I used to really love Regis and Kelly and I, I don't get to watch it. Yeah. I'm so old I remember Regis and Kathy Lee. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> Kathy Lee, but I do remember... When she left and Regis, like, did this huge search for his next mm-hmm. leading lady. And I, I remember from the get-go loving Kelly. She's fantastic. Nice. I I loved The Chew. Um, so we'll talk about that for a second. Okay. Because I really miss it and I feel like there's a chew-shaped void in my life. I'm so sorry. Yes. I never watched it. I know you loved it. <clears throat> it was really But good. I never watched it. And Rachel Ray was on at a similar time. So okay. I didn't watch her show a ton, but I do really like it when I have seen it. it like, I used to love watching 30-Minute Meals, and she kind of took that and then made a talk show out of right. it. Right. Which is even cooler, because then know. she has all these other people. Yeah. Which is just lots of fun. Yeah, she name-dropped a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Like, so-and-so's been on my on my show. So-and-so's mm-hmm. been on my show. I've cooked for so-and-so. Like, it was just, it was yeah. really neat. Um, I also really loved, like, she would, of course, have different recipes, and one of them is one that I've actually been making of hers for years, and it was her, you won't be single for long, vodka sauce. (laughs) I love vodka sauce. I've always just bought it in the can, but a few years ago, I happened to find it on Pinterest when Pinterest was still a baby and um, made it, and that has been, like, my go-to pasta everything vodka sauce, and I've been making it for years, so I flipped the page, and it was... You won't be you won't be single for long, vodka. Nice. And I was like, oh my god, I've been making this forever. So I just I was like, oh, I have one of her recipes that I got out of a magazine, maybe the Rachel Ray magazine. Um, it's BLT pasta, and Ooh. I love it. And I can make it without the recipe. I've made it so love. many times, and it's really really good. There are very few things that I can make without the mm-hmm. recipe. That's very yeah. nice. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's a it's a fat book. Yeah. It's a big book. Like, like not like book size. Yeah. It's like a big, tall book, and it's a fat book. But it was really neat. Aww. I think we should also mention one of the things that I love about her is her work with dogs and, and animals. And she talked about her puppers. Yes. And she had several recipes just for puppers. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll that's have to make Miss awesome. Portia a doggy cake. She's just chilling. She's the chillest dog <laughs> ever. She's so sweet. Yes. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed Rachel Ray. Yes, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't checked anything out of her, like, for forever. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw it, I was like, okay, it's time. 
Cool. Well, this is the next book I'm going to talk about was not one that was on my radar at all, mm-hmm. but um, and for some reason I had thought you read it and I looked and and you hadn't and that's Julie and Julia. Oh no, I by haven't. By Julie Powell. Um, it's actually got a, an extensive title. It's like Julie and Julia. 365 days, 524 recipes, one tiny kitchen or something like that. Gotcha. But I think that you would love it. I think I would like it too. I've just never picked it up. Yes. And I give it four stars. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Basically, Julie, and this is a memoir. So like this, this Mm -hmm. is real. Didn't she blog it? Yes. Okay. Uh, And incidentally or coincidentally, she also, her story also took place in, like, 2002, 2003. Okay. So, like, right in, in New York, right after 9-11, which mm. kind of was interesting carryover. You've got, you've got quite a, got like, a theme, theme going on, right? Um, but, so, Julie works as a government employee. Okay. For um, the memorial that they're building. Oh, neat. So, she takes calls from people who are unhappy about the design of the memorial oh that sounds awful never mind so she's not real thrilled about life at this point and she's getting ready to turn 30 and she's got all these friends who are doing these things and she's kind of having this little 30 year crisis i understand so she decides that she could write a blog because blogs are kind of just getting oh, started. Oh, yes. In, in I remember. I made my own blog back then. Yeah. <laughs> and she stole Mastering the Art of French Cooking from her mom's kitchen. And she's from Texas. And her and her boyfriend, her husband, um, were like high school sweethearts. And they moved to New York together. And they're precious, by the way. Aww. But so she sets herself a goal in 365 days. She's going to make all 524 recipes from julia child's kind of antiquated cookbook Mm -hmm. so there are some no pictures in there no no pictures no and have you ever gone through an entire recipe book and been like i love every single thing in this no no and there's some really weird stuff like apparently a thing called aspics was big in the 60s and that is where you (laughs) trigger warning okay y'all so that is where you take a calf's foot and you boil it down. No. Till there's like some jellied substance. No. And then you cook things in the jelly. I hate it. Yeah. I so hate it. So there were nine recipes no. for aspects in the cookbook. And, and so she, she made them? Yes. And she has this whole breakdown about it. And her husband's like, the readers will be on your side. And she's like, no, I have to do it. I set a deadline. I'm going to do it. And it's pretty funny. There also are several recipes with cooking live lobsters. Um. And she has panic attacks about those. And so her husband has to save her one night because she puts them in and they start trying to escape. No! <laughs> and so she sends him in no! to save her from the lobsters. I couldn't do it either. I, I don't think I could. And her... It, it's told in her blog type thing. Mm-hmm. So her inner dialogue hysterical that's awesome absolutely hysterical like i feel like we could be best friends (laughs) i love it yes um and there was there was one recipe that apparently was this really really complicated kind of pretentious rice and she started calling it bitch rice (laughs) she's like who makes this (laughs) and it was really funny but she did it and at, towards the end of it, she has lots of readers. People are calling from, you know, magazines and things. That's and cool. And she ends up getting this book deal out of it. And they made a movie with my favorite. <laughs> and this was really, well, really cool. Well, it has two greats in it. Yes. And it has Stanley Tucci, which is... Oh, I wasn't even thinking of him oh. as your favorite. Yes. <laughs> He's the whole star of the show. I don't know what you're talking about. He's, He's neither Julie or Julia, but he's the star of the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. You should so be. So sorry. I take this, it back. I-, I watched the movie the other day. I had never seen the movie. Oh, really? Really, really good. It's great. And fascinating. They took two books and made the movie. Oh. So they took Julie and Julia, but Julie Powell, but they also took 
Julia Child's My Life in France memoir mm-hmm. and did her story and Julie's story. It was and really neat. Together. Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. And, and I Stanley loved- Tucci was Julie Child's husband and he was amazing. Their their relationship was precious. Yes. Loved them. I, Meryl Streep's Julia Child. Brilliant. She's so funny. She's really funny. Um, I remember as a kid watching on our giant like cube television with the, the antennas tv mm-hmm. where, where mm-hmm. tvs used to be yes, yes yes yeah the wooden mm-hmm. on the and with the antennas yeah and ours was so old it was still black and white and i remember and watching like, and the yes it was like <laughs> yeah um i remember watching so julia old. child no it was my grandparents television <laughs> Thank you. But I remember watching Julia Child on that TV. Mm-hmm. So like when they came out with the movie, like I watched it immediately because I was like, oh, childhood. It's Julia. Yeah. yeah, it's Julia Child. And so that was really cool. Yeah. I've never read the book. Really, really, really good. And it's a short, quick read, too. Is it? Yeah. Are you going to read now Julia Child's book? I'm going to try. You should. Um, I, I put it on my list. I, I'm a little bit nervous about it being dry. Um, gotcha. Just because... You, the, what you have in your head of Julia Child might right. not match how but, she writes. And, and also the cookbook is so mm-hmm. 60s. But yeah, but that's how <laughs> so, they were. Yeah. I so I'm hate, nervous about the book, though. Gotcha. I hate recipe books without pictures. Like, if I can't see the end yeah. result, I don't know if I want to yeah. make it. <laughs> like, I'm real weird. Right, because I need to know what it's supposed to look like. Right. So I can know how bad that I've done. Yes. Totally. I... I'm a Southern cook, and I really don't like to follow recipes. Oh, I'm the opposite. Um, and I just kind of toss things in. And that comes from a long line of women. So, like, if you ask my mom for her recipe on something, you just might as well forget it. Like, She'll just, be like, I can tell you the base recipe, but I've changed everything about it. I asked my grandmother uh, for her dressing recipe. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. Yeah. She was like, well... I just put a little bit of bell peppers and onions and I just, you know, saute them and then I make a, I make some, some uh, cornbread and then I, you know, toss that in there and Mm -hmm. then I throw a little bit of this and you just, until it looks right. And I was like, but what, what does it, what does it need to look like? And she's like, you'll just know. No, I won't. I promise I won't. (laughs) I promise I won't. I am the total opposite. I must follow a recipe. Mm -hmm. I cannot add stuff. (laughs) Like, I have to follow something or I'm an abysmal cook. That's funny. I have to follow recipes. I um, love to bake, but I'm not particularly good at it because I don't exact measure anything oh and it has to be and precise just, i'm like oh that looks good and no comes like no pouring over um yeah i just see I, i'm I, a good baker because i'm just yeah. so precise with recipes yeah. so i'm as long as i have a recipe i'm a fantastic baker but, you know my mom started teaching me to cook when i was knee high to a grasshopper my god and her grandma taught her to cook. And it's when just, she was knee high to a grasshopper. And so it's just this long line of mm-hmm. Southern women doing whatever the heck we want. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my mom's recipe for chocolate gravy. It's really hard to okay, make. I never even I am from down south Georgia and yes. I had never heard of chocolate gravy until I started dating Chris. It's the most wonderful thing. In I the have. Whole world. I have never. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it goes on biscuits. It's breakfast That's gravy. Disgusting. No, it's not. It's the best thing ever. Chocolate so on good. biscuits. American Cracker Barrel biscuits. Not <laughs> English biscuits. No, not cookies. But it's not. It's just so good. I don't even like white sawmill gravy. Oh, my God. Because I like chocolate gravy. It's so much better. But it's Love. really hard to make. And so I asked my mom for the recipe. And she's like, well, you just kind of put put all the stuff in a pot. Yeah. I was like, well, how much? And she's like, well. When it looks right. She's like, well, you put a spoonful of, of the sugar and then you put more flour than you have sugar. And then you cover it with cocoa. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. But that really depends on what pot you're using. Yeah. What cocoa you're using. Yeah. Well, no, there's no recipe whatsoever. And she does it different every time. That's so funny. She does that with mac and cheese, too. And Daniel ate her mac and cheese and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then she never makes it the same. So he's like, why does she keep changing it? And I was like, she just she just 
whatever she has and she just makes it. That's so and it's, funny. I mean, I think it's delicious every time, but he wanted that exact first recipe and no. she doesn't even know which one that was at this point. Cause That's you know, so funny. we just, we just do whatever. So you and your mother both are just willy nilly with things. Yes. Including recipes. Yes. Got it. Yes. Meanwhile, my grandmother, who was also like that, but then comes her fudge recipe and you have to make it in this specific pot with these brands mm-hmm. of things. And if it's even cloudy outside, it won't set right. Yes. I've only made it successfully like five times in my life. Other times I have made chocolate rubber, chocolate soup, <laughs> chocolate taffy. Yeah. <laughs> but only five times has it actually been fudge. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, my mom's like Christmas candy mm-hmm. is very specific recipes, and we have recipes that like people that have passed on mm-hmm. have, and so we have cookbooks and things like that. But most of our everyday cooking is just meh. It is what it is. It'll turn out the way it turns out. That's so just funny. But no, but there. like, what if you make something and Daniel loves it, and then you don't know what you did, and then you're screwed. <sighs> it's happened. It's the mac and cheese. <laughs> like I can't. Uh, the mac and cheese is just. It's a sensitive subject. I won't bring it up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Unless he listens to this episode. I swear to God, your husband will binge podcast episodes and then will text me about things that happened five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are, I need more information. What are you doing? He does have a very serious tendency to text you like you're already in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. He'll just say like three words and I will literally be like, more information, please. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. He acts like you've already been having a conversation that you have not been having. I know. He just picks up in the middle of it. It drives me bananas. <laughs> like, um, he was listening to one where we were talking about you being terrible at secrets. Mm-hmm. And so he texted me. He was like, what was the secret you kept? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And luckily. Yeah. What was the secret you kept out of the blue nowhere? You I mean, need more We weren't even talking. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't talked that day. It's like, luckily, I knew that he was listening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, all right. That's this really is, funny. Yeah, it was real funny. I was okay. just cracking up. Well, to sum up, Julie and Julia was amazing. I'm glad you liked it. Was it was super, super good. There was lots of yummy food stuffs in there that I wanted to go make that I know I'll never... I will not master the art of French cooking, I can assure you. I've never even tried. I, I don't even know if I will dabble in yeah. the art of French cooking. Yeah. But Julie did it really good. That's awesome. Okay, my most favorite cookbook is Half-Baked Harvest, Recipes from My Barn in the Mountains. This is by Tegan Gerard. So she started as a blogger. She actually, at 14, her mom did not cook. Mm-hmm. Her father was the cook of the family. And he would work all day and he wouldn't get home until so late that dinner wasn't until like 9 p.m. And she was like, I'm sick of it. I will be cooking now. That was one thing with Julie and Julie because she commuted from Queens. Oh. So they were having like, you know, lobster thermidor at at midnight. (laughs) So that was Well, also though, they do that in New York though. Mm -hmm. They'll make dinner reservations at 10 p.m. And I'm like, no, that's That's bedtime. That's bedtime. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So Tegan, um, she started cooking at 14, like serious family meals at 14. She started blogging it like, and I've followed her blog for years. And so when her cookbook came out last year, I was super excited to get my hands on it. It's gorgeous. She does her, her own pictures. They eventually, she, she did so well with her blog that it is now a full-time job. She has they um they live in Colorado mountains so it's all this of course beautiful yeah and then they converted one of their old barns remodeled it and it's now her home on oh, the family's really land awesome. and then the blog did so well that she ended up building a secondary location just for her office kitchen where she takes all of her pictures like oh, that's awesome. really really neat so um also if you watch the olympics at all which i do because i'm nuts last winter olympics uh red gerard got gold in snowboarding that's her little brother i didn't i i remember watching that yeah that's her little brother i follow her on instagram and she was like all this stuff it out and that's awesome. yeah it was really really cool so it was really neat watching being like i've seen red on her blog like as a little little like it was just really neat to yeah circle yeah it was really neat so 
Um, she, so that was her first recipe book and she does like comfort style food, but in a little bit fancier way. So it's never like cream of chicken soup, like, which I actually enjoy. Like I'm, I was raised on cream of chicken. Mm -hmm. I just made broccoli casserole and put like two things of cream of mushroom soup in there. I get it. But also sometimes I don't want cream of crap. Mm So, like... There was always a big debate on the chew over casseroles with cream. Like, Mario Batali was beside himself about people using cream of anything. It was hysterical. I know. I get it. Like, there's so much crap in it. And you can make cream of anything by yourself. It's just a few extra steps. So, she does, like, comfort food, but it's slightly elevated. So, it's beautiful but it's also super yummy she does cocktails she does baking like she does everything it's always gorgeous just a last week i made this incredible pasta of hers i have a very serious confession to make i had never ever cooked with fresh mozzarella ever interesting and her recipe called for it and i was like you know what I'm going to trust her and I'm going to buy my fresh mozzarella. And oh my God, I'm never, ever going back. <laughs> well, yeah. Ever. Like it was so, so good. It was some of the best pasta I've ever nice. made. Like it was just, oh my God. And I didn't call, tell Chris what I was making because I was pretty sure if I told him I was making pasta, he'd be like, no, we need yeah. boiled chicken and rice. See, I Mar. have very picky eaters in my house. Mm-hmm. I can't just make new things all the time there has well, to be I mean, like a democratic process and a see vote. i'm i'm on the better to ask for forgiveness than yeah so i'll just i just told him i'm making dinner i'll see you when you get home and he walked in and i was pulling it out of the oven and he was like mm. oh my god like nice. that smells so good it was fantastic i ate leftovers mm-hmm. for like two days i was so nice. happy and you brought me zero no <laughs> but it was so friend. good <laughs> Um, she also just last month came out with half bake harvest super simple so this was just a little more simplified like her other stuff is sometimes can get up to like 20 25 ingredients so mm-hmm. super simple was just a little nice. a little easier to manage which is nice because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have two hours to make dinner right which is why we love rachel ray yes <laughs> Um, Although I have never successfully made one of her meals in 30 minutes. I think you also have to have a sous chef and a cleanup crew to make one of her meals in 30 minutes. I wonder minutes. if it's 30 minutes if you have everything cut, chopped, ready to go, and then you start. <laughs> then you start Maybe, the clock. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a slower cook. Like, Me I'll too. just, I won't prep anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just, uh, it'll get done when it gets done. I don't done. do the, like, carrying Olympics that she would do with no, all No, or, like, bringing a bowl for your garbage. Like, no. I do have, I do have you a You have a garbage yes. bowl? <laughs> I also have um, Rachel Ray pots and pans and oh. her um, EVOO. Love it. Jar. Yeah. I'm all decked out she would, <laughs> she would mention EVOO in her, in her book. And I was like, God, I remember those days. <laughs> yes. Even in my head, when I go to the grocery store, I'm like, Ooh, I need some EV- EVOO. Like <laughs> I need it. That's funny. I always liked her because someone once asked her like, what is the best extra virgin olive oil you can buy? And she was like the one that's on sale. Like she's, so I was like, I appreciate you. Like kind of the, extra mm-hmm. upbringing that she had she's just very down to earth she's super chill yeah I like so that. i um half baked harvest i absolutely recommend it's a very good size recipe book but it's also absolutely gorgeous before she shows you a recipe like she'll talk about how she's made it why she made it what was the event like it's just it's really neat That's i really cool. loved it it's beautiful awesome. i love it all right well are you ready i'm ready okay so Julie and Julia, mm-hmm. and the movie, mm-hmm. and Stanley Tucci. Absolutely. We have to talk about the f- most favorite cookbook that I own, <laughs> which is The Tucci Table. And that is by none other than Mr. Stanley Tucci. Ah. And I have a signed edition. You're welcome. I know. <laughs> See, going back to the Black Friday shopping. Yes, Susie got that for Daniel to give to me as a Christmas present. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Barnes & Noble every year for Black Friday will have like 30-ish autographed copies of bo- of different books mm-hmm. and stuff. And I used to go every single year. It's where I got my autographed Julie Andrews children's book yes, that yes. that I was so incredibly ecstatic about I almost cried. But I I got the Stanley Tucci cookbook 
cookbook for you. And I remember looking through it and it's beautiful. And the recipes seem very extra, but lovely. Yes, but it's just really, really cool, the whole concept. Okay, so first of all, he was married to uh, Catherine, Kate, for 14 years. And then she passed away <gasps> in I didn't 19. Know that. Um, yes, she passed away in 2004 of cancer. Mm. And they have three kids. So the Stanley. bulk. You know, it gets okay. It, he's okay. Okay. Let me get there. Okay. The bulk of this, or a lot of this, is about her recipes and his kids being involved in making her recipes. Mm. And a lot of the cookbooks about that. But then he remarries. And guess who he remarried? It's so neat. He married Emily Blunt's sister, Felicity. I know. Who he met at Emily and John Krasansky's wedding. I love it. And they, like, went on this dinner date. And he said it was the, she was, like, the most amazing eater that Aww. he'd ever seen. And that he fell in love with her over food. So it's also all these fun British Blunt family recipes and it's some of their favorite recipes is this little blended family. I love which it. Which is fun. And you know they live in London now? I did not. Yes. He said that they tried to garden when they were still in the United States and it didn't work out very well. But their gardening has gotten much better since they've been in London. Very they've, nice. They've done much better. So very they do nice. lots of... It is a little bougie at times. Sure. And... But he's Stanley Tucci. Right. So. Sadly... He doesn't have a big sweet tooth, so the dessert section is a little lackluster. Okay. Um, I, I get it. I know that I am a dessert connoisseur, so of I'm a little course. extra. Sure. So he, there was zero chocolate desserts um, <laughs> in the book. That's unacceptable. <laughs> well, Stanley. There were, there were crepes that you could put chocolate sauce on, but it's, crepes is not really a dessert to me. Do you remember when we went uh, to Atlanta to see Adele and we went to that crepe place that yes. was like so good? It was so good. Oh my gosh. I just like, I just, that memory mm-hmm. just popped up. Continue. We've had some good times. We have. But Stanley Tucci. I'm going to have to, when we get done recording, I want to look at it again. It's the second love of my life. <laughs> no. You love him so much. I but really I do. Love, I love him too. Like he, every single thing he's in. Mm-hmm. I love him. Like, he just, yes. he's just incredible. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my, one of my all-time favorite roles of his is he is Olive Pendergast's dad in Easy A. Oh, my God. Hysterical as her dad. So funny. Yes. I loved him. A gentleman caller. I know. That family is amazing. Yes. But also, I loved him in A Devil Wears Prada. Like, where he gr- met Emily Blunt. I know. Um, to this day, whenever our boss walks into my office, I'll go, gird your loins. <laughs> That's hysterical. To this day. That's hysterical. It's just because of Stanley. Yes. Well, I, it, it was fun. There was lots of different, you know, little anecdotes and things mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and the introduction was really cool. But I couldn't let a food episode pass without mentioning the Tucci table. Absolutely. I even texted Tavia a few days to go to confirm that yes. she would be talking about Mr. Yes. Stanley Tucci. And I just thought it was interestingly and it tied in because and that's what prompted me to think about reading Julia and Julia. Julia and Julia? You know what I mean? Yes. Is I was like, oh, yeah, Stanley Tucci's cookbook. Well, he's in that movie. That's a book. I should read it. I love so, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the red string of fate. Just no, it's going. Like, it's like um, six degrees of Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I okay. love it. All right. My last one is a little off the beaten path, but still a cookbook. I'll follow you on that path. I'm excited. Uh, this is Brunch with Bobby Flay. Oh, you have had this checked out from the library for 107 years. <laughs> I checked it out in like June <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and no one has requested it. So I'm like, yes, I will renew this. <laughs> no, I literally I have had it for um like six months. Like, it's, it's been a long time. That's and I have used it many times. That's awesome. Y'all know I love brunch. I love me some mimosas. I love breakfast food. We're having breakfast food at the wedding. Like, yes. that's how much I love it. So, um, all there, Bobby used to have a brunch cooking show on, I think the cooking channel had it. And I oh, loved it. I didn't it know he did anything other than the Food Network. 
Uh, yeah, the, he did, I think, just the one. Maybe I lie. But, uh, yeah, it was Brunch with Bobby Flay. And he didn't do many episodes. I think it was just a season. And I, of course, loved it. Mm-hmm. So when I figured out that he had a Brunch with Bobby Flay cookbook, had to get it. It's awesome. He has, like, carrot cake pancakes. Like, just, and he has, I made the yummiest banana zucchini bread, chocolate chip banana zucchini bread. I like zucchini bread. I love zucchini bread. And I like banana bread, but put some chocolate chips in there. And it is like, this is a, a dirty word I know, but it is the most moist banana zucchini bread whatever ever. I don't have a problem with this word. Well, some people do. I just wanted yeah. to warn. Um, It's so good. Yeah. And, um... Chris's most favorite recipe, which he asks for at least once a month, and it has to be a cheat meal because it's very bad, but you set out bread overnight to let it go stale. You make peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You put it in French uh, French oh, toast batter, yes, yes. and then you put it in a waffle iron. Yes, I am on board. It's so good. That sounds amazing. Oh my god! And I even made a berry compote. So it was oh, like so fancy, I, so fancy. Literally, literally, it was frozen berries in a pot with some <laughs> sugar. You didn't have to tell on yourself. I am real here, people. Well, I use Bisquick. It's like you know, we're we're, we're, we're being for real. We're not gourmet cooks. No, but no, but oh my god. It's the greatest breakfast food I've ever made ever. And it's so easy, but you just wouldn't think to make peanut butter sandwiches, dip it in French toast batter, and then put it in the waffle maker. I swear to God, it's the best breakfast ever. When I get home, I will take a picture of that recipe and I will send it to you. Okay. So you can can eat. Let me tell you about a thing that Daniel and I did. And this is not in any way doctor recommended. Oh, my. For the record. Oh, my. We went to Krispy Kreme. Oh, no, got, I know about this. We went to Krispy Kreme. We got Krispy Kreme donuts, and we put them in the waffle iron and made Krispy Kreme donut waffles, and they were life-altering. <laughs> Complete mess in your waffle sure. iron. Sure. Because all of that icing oh, melts. Yeah. And it likes, like, lots of effort to clean. Totally worth it. Okay, I need to ask a question, but I'm afraid of the answer. Okay. Did you or did you not put syrup on those donuts? I did not. Okay. But my husband did. Because, you know. That is that is what diabetes tastes like. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> Dang. Yes, it is. I, I told him that was too much. Um, I, I couldn't do it, but he he, he does have a sweet tooth. Um, there are pretty much donuts in our house all the time. I know. Every time I come over here. There aren't any right now. No, but you have cake. <laughs> But I did that for science. <laughs> I know. I do have pictures of pretty books with cake to post on Instagram. They're going to be lovely. Nice. Um, I even, like, I texted her. I was like, hey, maybe we should make some of the recipes in these books and take pictures. And she was like, uh, on it. Two hours later, I have pictures of biscuits and cake. Yes. <laughs> I was like, damn, girl, I haven't <laughs> even been to the store today. Like, oh, my yes. God. But. I really, really enjoyed this episode. It was lots of fun. I did too. You know, I love to just get a recipe book and just read it cover to cover. Like, I love doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Good job. Yay for food. Yay for food. Well, that's all we have to hear this week. So, I guess, happy Thanksgiving, everyone in America. Happy Thanksgiving. And if you're listening international you should Um, eat anyway because absolutely food is life grab one of these books and make yummy foods yes all right thank you guys Bye. bye